Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of our partners for your support, your prayers and financial support. Uh, we've got so many good things that are coming up, some big things that are coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, the first thing is we have a brand new book that's going to come out uh, right around Christmas. It'll be a great Christmas present. It's called Possessors of Life. And we're talking about the life of God. Uh, this is something we've been teaching on for years. And uh, it's been a couple of years that we have been kind of working on some things been wanting to put it out for a while, but just every time we sat down to write, I just kept getting this sense that there were some things that we were missing. And so the last uh, year really got some, some revelation on some different areas. And so I just felt like it was time to put it together. And so we're at the last stages of uh, getting all the artwork and everything together, and it will be ready in two more months. And so we're really, really excited about that. And it's going to feed right along with uh, the second big project that's coming up, and it's going to be releasing in January, called the Healing Academy. This is going to be a 10-session uh, video training for the everyday believer. That's what we're focusing on, is the everyday believer on how to not only walk in divine health, but specifically how to minister healing to people in the marketplace. So this is geared toward the teacher, the lawyer, doctor, uh, landscaper, business person, homemaker, uh, whoever you are. I mean, we're not talking about the minister, the person with the title, although we want to see this in the churches, but it's geared toward the everyday believer and getting this out in the marketplace. We don't want to see just the miracles happening just in the church. We want to see the miracles happening out in your world. Uh, you're going to influence more people in your world than we are in the inside of the church building. And so I've had several friends that's been on me for a while about putting together something like this. And uh, so we're actually in the process of finishing things up. We're going to be in Tulsa and uh, actually next week. And we're going to be filming the last uh, portions of this and then having everything packaged together and it will be ready for release in January. And so uh, next month, we'll be able to give you some more details about that and how you'll be able to get in touch with us and uh, get the downloads for it. So, uh, But with that, the video series, there's going to be several books that will be available for it. And it's actually literally going to be a, a training academy. So super excited about those things that are coming up. But let's go ahead and get into today's uh, episode. Our topic for today, we want to talk about committing your body to God committing your body to God. And so uh, I'm going to start off here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. This is the Amplified Translation. And it says, May the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, may separate you, make you pure and wholly consecrated to God, and may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a few things I want you to see here. Number one, uh, we find that we are a triune being. Now, most of you listening to this, uh, you know this, understand this, that we are a spirit. Uh, we have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a body. But notice he says that he wants to separate you. He wants you to be sanctified. That word sanctified means to be separated. 
And he said, your spirit, soul, and body be preserved sound and complete and blameless. And so he says he wants you to be separate. Uh, God, he wants us to be separate from the world, uh, not just in our lifestyle, uh, but also in our results. You know, holiness, uh, holiness refers to separateness. And for centuries, people referred to holiness as the way that people dressed. Um, and then they referred to holiness as one's morals and characters. Uh, you know, the dress isn't that big of a deal. Uh, but the morals and characters, it is a big deal. We should have high morals and we should have strong character. Uh, our character should match up with that of Jesus, but also so should our results. You see, the moment we receive of salvation and we receive of the life of God, we have the potential to never again be normal. I want you to listen to that again. The moment we receive of salvation and the life of God, we have the potential to never again be normal. We should stick out in society. We should stick out like a sore thumb, not because we're weird, but, but because we get better results than everyone else. It's interesting to me that God wants to make all three parts of us perfect, complete, whole, and blameless. And yet, for the most part, in all reality, we only trust God with one part of us. We, we make Jesus our Savior, but we only make Him Lord of one part. We trust God for the salvation of our spirit, but really we trust man for the salvation of our mind and for our body. We commit our spirit to God, but we commit our body to man. But friends, God never intended for us to depend on a human to fix our body. Jesus paid a tremendous price, not only for our spirit, but also for our body. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says that we were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your, in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So we've trained ourselves to look at man. It's the number one reason I believe that we don't see the supernatural in our bodies like we should, because especially here in America, we have options. The doctor is always number one and God's always last. We, when we run through all the options that medicine has to offer, uh, we get there and medicine can't fix it. Well, then that's when you see the majority of people turn to God, but it's not supposed to be that way. Second Peter chapter one, uh, verses two through four it says this, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, verse 4, by which, you, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you would be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Now, I know that's a lot right there. Look, let's break this down and make it very simple. God gave us eternal life, not just to save our spirits, but also to remove the curse from our bodies. Now, I'm not saying that you're cursed, but you have to understand that because of Adam's sin, curse came upon the earth. And so our bodies are made from the dirt. Our bodies are made from the earth. And so what our bodies are made up of is cursed. And so our spirit man is saved. But our bodies came from this cursed ground. But the life of God that he put in our spirit, it can sanctify our body. And it can enable us to escape the corruption that's in the world and affecting other people's bodies. Again, notice he said that we've been given these great and precious promises that through these, you know, through these is this divine power that's given to us that, that has everything we need for life. And these precious promises that through these we would be partakers of his divine nature escaping the corruption that's in the world and so this this life this divine nature enables our bodies to be separate 
and sanctify our bodies and enable us to escape the corruption which is normal in the world for their bodies. It doesn't have to be normal for ours. You know, there's a powerful story about a king named Asa that you find in 2 Chronicles chapter 16. And King Asa, you know, he if you read the story, he had a small army at the time, outnumbered. He trusted God and God delivered him. And then his army got really big and he began to trust in numbers and he was defeated. And then if you read in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, uh, verses uh, 7 and through 10, it, it talks about these things that happened for him. And he's being uh, really criticized and condemned for not trusting God. And then in verse 11, it says, And note that the acts of Asa, first and last, are indeed written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And in the 39th year of his reign, Asa became diseased in his feet, and his malady was severe. And yet in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but he sought the physicians. He trusted the physicians. And so verse 13, it says, So Asa rested with his fathers. He died in the 41st year of his reign. And so you see here that he trusted God in the very beginning. When you read the story, he trusted God uh, with lack of numbers, and God delivered him. Uh, he started trusting in numbers, and he was defeated. And then when it came to disease in his body, he didn't trust God. He trusted in the doctors, and he ended up dying. Now, before we go any further, I want you to understand there's absolutely nothing wrong with doctors. Thank God for doctors. I'm thankful for doctors. I'm thankful for all the people in the medical field because we need them. If it wasn't for uh, medicine, modern medicine, and our doctors and nurses and paramedics, uh, many of us would either be dead or we'd be living a very much lower quality of life from a natural standpoint. However, I do not believe that this is the perfect will of God. I believe that the mercy of God gave us revelation from modern medicine, but it's the grace of God that gave us divine eternal life that would sanctify us, deliver us, and not only make our bodies whole, but keep us whole. I do not believe God wanted us to be dependent on a dentist for a broken tooth, an oncologist for cancer, an orthopedic surgeon for a broken bone, or a psychologist for depression. Now, while we're growing in revelation, yes, we take advantage of God's mercy and the things that are available in this natural world, but we are to continue to be growing in God's grace. Because there must come a point where the person that's filled with God and the person not filled with God get different results. I don't know about you, but it's beginning to really anger me to see the Christian and the non-Christian, see the saint and the sinner uh, experiencing the same results in their body and having to go through the same uh, motions, uh, going through the same uh, processes, trying to get healed in their bodies, and we're doing the same things and we're getting the same results as the sinner. You know, there's something wrong with the picture of a Christian and a sinner at a hospital both receiving chemo for cancer. It shouldn't be the case. And it shouldn't, we shouldn't be accepting that as normal uh, for the believer. And, you know, this isn't a criticism to anyone who's currently receiving or has received chemo or any other type of treatments. All I'm trying to point out is that we've allowed what's normal for the sinner to become normal for the saint. The same life that flowed in Jesus, it flows in us. And think about Moses. We talk about Moses a lot. If Moses could get in the presence of God as a sinner on that mountain and be in his presence for 40 days and the life of God, the light of God, got into his skin and affected his body. And he was able to live to be 120 years old, his strength not diminished, his eyes not dim. If he could do that as a sinner, if all those sinners could walk in that wilderness for 40 years without being sick, without disease, without lack, 
Friends, think about it. What's available for the child of God? What's available for the child of God? If that was available for the sinner, and the Bible tells us in Hebrews that we have a better covenant established upon better promises, well, that just means that at the very least, we have to have the very best of what they had. And so we need to be thinking about these things. We shouldn't be accepting what the world calls normal. You know, the Bible tells us uh, over in Romans that uh, we need to renew our minds. And, and so that we're not being conformed to the world, but we need to be transformed. Or you could say be conformed to the world that we're from, heaven. We need to see things from heaven's perspective and we need to change the way that we think. What's considered normal in the world should not be considered normal for the Christian should not be considered normal for the person that's from heaven. It shouldn't be that way. And we need to start getting irritated. We need to get mad, frustrated, fed up, and stop accepting that as normal and start seeing things the way that God wants us to see it so that we can begin to get results the way that God wants us to get. Friends, God wants us to get results that are abnormal from the world so that it's a witness unto them so they can look at us and say, hey, how did you do that? How did you get that? And we can turn around and tell them about the goodness of God. So we've got to get God, the God that we've allowed in our spirit, we've got to allow that same God in our bodies. The life of God that he put into our spirit through our union with Christ, through salvation, we've got to get that into our bodies. So how do we do that? Well, I'm glad you asked, but that's going to be a part of next month's podcast. So uh, again, I just hope that uh, this inspires you just a little bit and, and encourages you to go get in the scriptures, see the way that God sees you, and, st- and start doing some analysis, start doing some looking at where we're at, and see where in our lives we have watered down the gospel of Christ. We've watered down what God's version of Christianity is and see where we're missing it, see where we're not getting the results that we should be and look at ourselves in in comparison to the standard of Jesus. Remember, he is our standard for what a man or a woman should be looking like, living like, getting results like. He's He's the standard for what a man or woman united and filled with God filled with his divine nature, uh, should be able to do on this earth. So, hey, friends, again, I want to thank you to all of our partners who are supporting this ministry, supporting the podcast, and helping us get these books and videos, the Healing Academy, all these wonderful things out there to help not only inspire people to go after these things, but to actually do it and get results. Uh, If you're not a partner with us, you can go to chadgonzalez.com, and there you'll find a tab right there at the top where you can partner with us. And we've told people, hey, if you can only do $5, $5 is phenomenal. Uh, Hook up with us for $5 a month because, you know, like we pointed out a few months ago, five bucks, I mean, that was taking care of one of the books uh, that was being translated and distributed in Poland. And so we're still looking to do more translations. We've actually got a trip uh, coming up in the spring. We're going to be going to India and we couldn't do it without you. I certainly believe that we can do far greater and far better when we do it together. So anyway, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for listening. Remember that in Christ, we always win.